Father, we come before you at the close of this calendar year to humble ourselves, seek your face, and to turn from our wicked ways. We declare and surrender all of our false, secret, sacred, secret, sacred altars and satanic strongholds that violates your holy altar. We are open to hear your word, to be doers of your word, Lord, and to be moved and led by your spirit to walk in the newness of life. In Jesus' name, we declare our freedom and we surrender our all to you, Lord Jesus. Now, Lord, I ask you to continue to show me the things you want me to see. So when I speak, Master, it will be only those things that you want me to say. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 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 But the word uh, that I got as I was seeking God, because in the years past, he's always given me a prophetic message but as I was seeking God about what is it that you want us to know this year he gave me three words humility peace and revival okay and uh, this is just something I've been getting all through this 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 age that we've been in lately and so um, um, everybody likes to get a prophetic message and, and it makes you feel good when you think you you know somebody's giving you some kind of a dynamic dynamic prophetic message okay but uh, I'm going to read a little bit out of my uh, prophetic my prophet book uh, to talk about the prophetic but what you need to understand that prophecy can be a confirmation to what God has already spoken to you it can also be new information that you're receiving you have not received from the Lord yet however if it's a true prophet, then it will be confirmed by God's Bible, by his word, okay? Um, let me just kind of read what First John, I think it's First John 4, has to say. Because every prophetic word that you hear is not coming from our Lord and Savior. Amen? Amen. It, it may sound good and it may make you feel good, but it's not necessarily coming from him. And every prophetic word that you get that is not tickling your ears, but is actually bringing conviction to you, is coming from the Lord. Yes. See, we don't want to hear anything if it doesn't sound good and doesn't sound like he's getting ready to bless me highly. Let me tell you, he wants to bless you highly, but he needs you to come up out of your stuff. And sometimes he has to send a word to you to bring correction so he can bless you. Amen. Amen. But the Bible says in 1 John 4, uh, verses 1 through 6, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God and every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God and this is that spirit of Antichrist yes. whereof you have heard that it should come and even now already is in the world yes. you are of God little children and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world they are of the world therefore Speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. But the world don't hear you when you are of God. Uh, that's my thing, okay. <laughs> we are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. And you got to know the difference between the two. We cannot, nor shall we go back to recover what was lost or change. Then people are like, oh, we, we need to, I want to get back to normal. No, you won't get back to the normal that you were living. You will get to normal if you humble yourself. But it won't be the, the world's normal. That's lost. Glory to God. Amen. You, you see, God is the God, God is not the God of the past. He do not go back. He is the God of promise, 
a right now God. He says, I am God. He is the I am God. What you need now, I am. Amen. He don't go back backwards. Doesn't try to recoup the past. It's gone. This is a new day. It's a new dawn. He's doing a new thing. Okay. He's a God of restoration, which means he will take our now after repentance and open our eyes and hearts to multiply what we have. After repentance, he will take your now and increase it. Okay? Such as time, opportunities, relationships in our lives and make a new impact beyond all that we can imagine or could have imagined. Our faith and trust in God will allow us to soul search, confess and repent in order for God to renew, restore and refresh our lives. Those things are necessary to happen. We're always looking for what God can do for us, but we never think about what can we do for God. And when we are turning and confessing and repenting, it's more for you than it is for the Lord. This is at a time or season or age to become one with Christ. See, all that has happened has happened for a divine reason, even though God didn't send it. But it was an opportunity for us to awaken to our Lord and Savior to bring a change. The world is not how it needs to be because saints are not where they need to be. So what we need to do is, is, is to pursue God. And when we do that, then we are lining up our desires with the, the desires of the Lord. And when we do that, then he will fulfill all of the plans for our lives. Psalms 37 says, delight yourself in the Lord. Also, I, th that word also stands out. Delight, you, delight thyself also in the Lord. That means those first few other verses that came before that, do that and. Okay. <laughs> and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. See, I hear that verse quoted all the time. Delight yourself in the Lord. No, I don't hear delight yourself in the Lord. I hear he will give you the desires of your heart. God does things based on conditions. Yes. We don't talk about the conditions. We just want to talk about what he's going to give. And when you don't get it, you don't understand what's going on. That's because there is an expectation that God has for us, how we should be acting, what we should be doing. And we cannot live like the world and then expect Expect God to give us all of the benefits and the promises that he says in his word. When we heard the prayer of Psalms 119, it was predicated on you obeying his commands. That was the main thing through that. Are you going to obey his commands? Amen. So we need to understand that and recognize during this time we are not in control. Now it should be something that you should have acquired by now. <laughs> and we're definitely not in control of our lives. And we are not our own because we were bought with a price. And that is the shed blood of Jesus Christ. If Jesus do not own you because you haven't accepted his blood sacrifice, which cleanses and frees us from all sin and judgment, then you will not be restored. Uh, and, and that's not one of them amen clap. Oh, hallelujah, yeah. Jesus message. But it is the truth, yeah. and you need to hearken to it, <laughs> okay? You will not be restored. Your life will continue to be a struggle of opinions and decisions that leads you nowhere and to no victories. Just your normal routine of making it day by day. Are you tired of that lifestyle? Don't you want to have peace? Yes. Okay. If you belong to Jesus Christ, your life is his responsibility, and he will make a way of peace, joy, and victory that you didn't need to struggle to make it happen. 
Your only struggle would be to rest in him. That's the biggest struggle we should be having is learning to rest in him. He has the rest, okay? The season of fear, loss, deception, wrong habitation, withdrawal, and hopelessness can only be changed by God and replaced with his kingdom, which will leave you with memories of how you got over as a testimony. No longer feeling the pain of that season past. That's the word from the Lord. (laughs) Just like the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and the furnace walking with Jesus and coming out with no burns, no smoke fragrance. (laughs) They came out with the memory of the fourth man that walked them out. Now, what we need to understand, in those times, furnaces were not used as a central heating system, okay? They were huge systems used to melt ore, melt metal for casting, to heat, uh, um, to heat metal for forging, or to fire pottery or brick. Now, are you getting a picture? Yes. This is like a plant furnace that heats to beyond your understanding, okay? Or to make lime. There are these huge commercial furnaces heated beyond anything that we can imagine as far as hot because it sounds like, oh, they went into the furnace. Oh, no, Jesus, okay. If they had gone into that furnace without Jesus, the residue would be ashes in an instant. But they walked through the furnace, came out, of the furnace walking. Imagine in that furnace and they were clothed, they were bound with clothing and now those clothes is burning, sticking to their skin and they're falling down in the floor of the furnace. Can you imagine how that would be? But that didn't happen. That didn't happen because they were in the furnace with their savior. We're in the COVID time with a savior. And because we're in the time, this time with a savior, we can hear a testimony like Roz gave that you shouldn't even be living during COVID. See, that's what I'm saying. Y'all don't get excited enough for me when we hear about the goodness of the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. The fact that we're still present. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory, glory, glory. You you, you know, there was nothing supernatural or physical or scientifically possible for those men to come and go in that furnace like that. It had to be a savior. And then they come out and they don't even smell like smoke. Glory, hallelujah, Jesus. You know you've been delivered. When you've been delivered by our Savior, Jesus Christ, you come out of that mess that you were in with no memories, no memories of it when you've been delivered by God. Now, when you just came out on your own, you're going to remember everything. But when God delivers you from stuff, you don't even have a memory of that, how it felt. It's just when a woman is in labor and she's getting ready to give birth, and you know how those pangs are just before that baby's getting ready to come through? You, you think, no, no, I know you don't know it. God intended for y'all not to know because you couldn't handle it. <laughs> but, but you think, you, you feel like you're going to die. Just, you know, when that's happening, you feel like you're going to die. And you just, you are just out of your mind because of that pain. And as soon as that baby comes through that birthing canal, the pain goes just that quickly. And guess what? You don't remember the pain. You don't, yes. You don't even remember the pain. 
mothers, am I telling the truth? You can't even, in that instant, you don't remember that pain that you had. And, and like my sister said, and you'll get pregnant over again. <laughs> because of the goodness of the Lord. Because of the goodness of the Lord. Now, this is how our Lord works. He saves. He's a God of hope and, 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 and of goodness and truth. And that's the good news. That's what the gospel is about. That's, that's the good news. Now, I want to talk about the three prophetic words. <laughs> Humility. Mm. Which means not operating in pride, haltiness, and arrogance. It means reflecting, expressing, or offering in a spirit of deference or respect or submission. This is something that we, the body of Christ, need to learn to do. We need to learn how to respect the offices that God puts in force over his government. And I'm talking about the body of Christ. Amen? And, and be submissive. We're only submissive when things are going our way. But if they don't go our way, then we're ready to leave, we're ready to move. If, if we're not getting what we think we need to get, we need to grow up Hallelujah. because God is not pleased with the body of Christ. No. No. Amen. Amen. Yes, we have been out of order. Yeah. And because we have sinned and fallen short of his glory, Excuse me. Everybody else is going to have to suffer as a result of that. He's after the body. He's not after the world. Because the world can't come to him until we get right. Because we draw the world to him. Amen. Now, uh, in Colossians 3.12, it tells us to put on humility. And you may want to write these down because there's so many scriptures, I know I wouldn't be able to go through them all. So you write them down. Because this is the Bible telling us about being humble. Colossians 3.12 tell us to put on humility. 1 Peter 5.5 tell us to be clothed with humility. Ephesians 4.1 and 2 say walk with humility. Colossians 2.18-23 uh, says avoid false humility. Humility. False humility. You know, that's people who act like they don't want to be known to have credit, get credit for what they've done when really they want you to make all over that. We can go through a whole lot of things to talk about false humility, but you're not looking for anything. True humility. You're not looking for recompense. Okay. Now, David was a good example of walking in humility. And you can find that in 1 Samuel 18, verses 18 to, uh, through 23. It's really amazing because, you know, David had committed so many sins, but he, the moment it was brought to his attention, he humbled himself and he repented. But not only that, he understood authority. That even though authority was trying to kill him, he, he protected that authority figure. Because when you do what is right in the sight of God, he protects you and takes care of you. Amen. So you don't have to worry about uh, how it may make you look to other people. Forget that. The question is, how are you looking unto the Lord? And if you want to be protected, you can't act any way that you choose. You have to act according to what his word is telling us. Amen? Amen. And, and for David be, to be the one, he, the Lord said he was a man after his own heart because he knew how to humble himself. Of course, Jesus had to humble himself as a man to take on all the punishment for all of our sin. And so humility reveals the heart and Proverbs tells us that God ponders the heart. He doesn't ponder the act. It's the motive behind it. It's what he's pondering. And so when we do things and we don't do it in the right mold, in the right heart, with humility, 
then don't expect to be rewarded for what you've done. Humility is a renewed zeal to obey God with complete surrender. Now, you, you, you might, I said at the beginning, I had three prophetic words. <laughs> and everybody, you know, think that when I say these words, you're going to be jumping up, shouting, and carrying on. As quiet as a church mouse in here. <laughs> because these words here is, is instructions on how we, the body of Christ, got to get right so he, wa- so he can really bless us. He wants to bless us. But he wants us to rise up to the occasion. Yes. Amen. Yes. Now, I'm going to give you some more scriptures. Just keep your little paper and pen. I have a lot of little scriptures to give you. Humility, I said, is, is a renewed zeal to obey God with complete surrender. It's also a broken heart. Acts 9, 5, and 6, a broken heart. Psalms 34, 18. And confession. It's the act of confession, Psalm 66, 18. The act of repentance, 2 Corinthians 7, 10. And the turning from sin, 2 Corinthians 7, 14, and 2 Timothy 2, 10. Now, and that deals with humility. The next prophetic word is the peace word, peace. And it, peace is a condition or sense of harmony, well-being, and prosperity. That's a blend. Harmony, well-being, and prosperity. Now, in 3 John 1 and 2, I'm going to go over there and read that one, too. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prosper. For I rejoice greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee, even as thou walkest in the truth. Now, this, this verse that I, um, be, uh, be, uh, beloved, I wish above all things that you may is prosper and be in health even as thy soul prosper. You need to understand that that is a, uh, a conditional thing that's consists of more than one situation in this verse. Okay, in other words, I want your whole total being to be in health. And as humans, we have three dimensions. Okay, and so he says, I, I, I want your, your body, your spirit, and your soul to prosper. And if one is out of whack, the whole thing is out of whack. So this is why we have to focus on getting our soul delivered because it's going to affect your spiritual growth. Yes. It's going to uh, uh, affect whether or not you can be at peace or not. Amen? Amen? And so he's telling us that there should be a harmony flowing within your being yes. 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 for you to be at peace. Amen? Yes. Amen? Amen? Now, it says peace biblically means more than the absence of hostility, and it is more than a physiological state. You know what? At this Christmas, that should have been revealed to you. For those who could not travel to go see relatives, or relatives travel to come here to see you and to do what you would call the normal ritual things you could do. They could not be done because the government says no. Okay, I understand, I didn't say because of coronavirus. <laughs> okay, all right. So, how was your holiday? I'm gonna tell you, it was probably one of the best Christmas I've ever had. I don't tell you why. I have no relatives here. That wasn't why. (laughs) It was because I had to focus on the reason for the season. And I felt his spirit stronger 
this time than ever before. And I learned some things about being content with him and having a joy that wasn't predicated on nothing but Jesus Christ. Amen. Because let me tell you, when relatives come, you're, you, I was thinking the other day, you're just overwhelmed with excitement about their coming, and then you have just as much sadness of their going. And so that's a happiness because it's predicated on who's coming, what they're going to do, what you're going to get, and all of that. But my joy had nothing to do with anyone else but Jesus Christ. And so no matter what happened, my joy remained throughout the season, which is causing me to grow up and recognize the peace that God is talking about that you can't even explain it and nobody can take it from you. Amen. 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 This is where God wants us to be as believers. That we have the peace that's beyond all understanding. In Isaiah 53, 5, it tells us that the chastisement of our peace was upon Jesus. And by his stripes, we were healed. That healing is just, it's not just physical. That healing was emotional mental healing because the peace of God had overtaken us. Amen. Now chastisement means correction, discipline, rebuke, and instruction. Okay. Now the disciplining that makes us whole fell on Jesus. He took it so that we all we Oh my God, my God, my God. He was persecuted for peace that he wanted to put on us. He was persecuted for that, and he didn't need it. Now, he made it where all we need to do, glory to God, is we don't have to struggle to be in peace. You don't have to think about, oh, I need peace, 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 peace. (laughs) All you need to do is to get in God's word and declare what his words say and thank him, thank him, what he's already given us. Thank you for your peace. Thank you I don't have to fret or worry. The situation is still present and it's going on, but I don't have to deal with it, Father. I thank you for your peace. Because let me tell you, you can't even figure stuff out when you're fretting and you're worried and all the cares are on you. It's only when you're in a peaceful state that that you're going to have a better understanding. But I had a situation to come up and I'm like, okay, God, what do you, what, how, do, how should I handle this? What do you want me to do? How are we going to get out of this? And then after a while, it just, it's just flowing. Yes. The instructions. I had to start writing. Yes. He gave me a plan. Amen. And when I, when I saw the plan, it sounded like it seemed so simple, but I couldn't think of it. That's the peace of God. That's the peace of God. It hasn't been resolved yet because i got to put the plan in action, but I have the peace of God. And that's most important because that thing can't destroy me. That thing can't destroy me. Let me tell you what is going on right now is destroying God's people because we put more Cretans in the power of, of COVID than we do in the power of Jesus Christ. And we're fretting and we're worrying and we're locked down, shut up, closed off because of fear. Yes, yes. And when you step out on faith, God shows up. He has to show up because that's his name. And he has honor and he's not going to let his name go down. He's going to show up on our behalf. Don't let the system tell you what to do when you belong to a higher kingdom. Because Jesus will fight our battles when we give them to him and trust them to him. Amen. We need to learn the gift of prayer, which you which will equip us to do what we need to do. Jesus empowered us with the gift of prayer and the art of prayer. The gift will flow through us by the power of the Holy Spirit. The art of prayer is our ability to strategize our prayers from the word of God. 
Okay? Now, with the Holy Spirit is in you, and a situation comes up, all you got to do is ask him, how should I pray? He will lead you in the word. He will lead you to figure out how to strategize. Let me tell you, he knew that we had to come up against principalities. And he didn't leave us helpless. And he didn't leave us without any weapons. So he's going to give you the tools, but he's but you got to ask for it. You got to seek for it. You can't act like you're going to die because this situation seems a little bit more than the other situation. And none of them can supersede your master. And when you reach out to him, he says, I'm always with you. I would never leave you. I would never forsake you. And he will give you. He says, I have to send the comforter to you because he will be with you always and revealing, leading, guiding, showing you, equipping you constantly. And he has his ministering angels. He's given charge over us to keep us in all his ways. And yet we don't call on none of them. They're all unemployed. All right. Because we don't seek them. Yes. Now, you how to put the angels in place is learn how to pray the word. Yes. When you pray the word, the angel has to perform that word because yes. God has given them the command. When they hear the word of God, they're hearing God's voice commanding them to do for us. And so when we speak the word, when we speak the word, he's going to perform the word. Yes. We just need to believe it and start doing it. Church. Church is not your answer. Church is not your answer because that's been the problem all along. We've been church members, church goers. We are not believing believers. We don't have no power. We don't have no hope. All we need to know to do is congregate together and get goose pimples because the music sounds good. No, he's looking for a church who's going to stand up, push back the gates of hell, and let God's kingdom from above come down here on earth. He wants us to rise up to the occasion. When we come into an atmosphere like this, I'm expecting for you to get healed, to get delivered, not leave out the way you came in. I know who I serve. I serve a mighty God, a good God. It's time out for playing church. Hallelujah, Jesus. Do you, can you imagine how God feel when that worry take us over and he has already been chastised with our peace and it's a free, free gift? You don't have to earn it. As a believer, it's a free gift. And yet we let the fear overpower us and overtake us. And when you start talking to people about it, but yeah, you see, you don't understand. And God gave, gave us common sense. There's, <laughs> there's two kinds of wisdom. Yes. Wisdom from above and wisdom from below. That's right. and, and so your common sense may be coming from below. Because God's wisdom stretches you. Pulls you out of your comfort zone. How can you tell he's supernatural when the stuff you're doing, you can do it without him? How is your faith elevated when you ain't walking in faith? You're doing stuff that you can handle. Faith is elevated when you have to do stuff that you can't do. You can't figure it out. You don't know how in the world it's going to work. And God steps in. That's when your faith is elevated. Your faith can get elevated doing elementary stuff that you can do and you don't need God's help. And he empowered us with the gift of prayer so that we can or change things and cause things to dissipate, decline, decrease. Yes. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. Right. Yes. Let me tell you, we need to learn how to pray about our government. Okay? Now, instead of sitting around here praying for, uh, I want this one to win, Lord. I want this one to lose, Lord. Lord, we need this. You need to pray for the salvation of all of those political people and that they come out of the spirit of darkness. Do you realize that? Because that voting situation, it's been proven it ain't right. Yes, 
It is. And it's been corrupt for a long time. It took the virus for it to be exposed. Yes, all right now. So if you don't know how to pray, then I don't care who gets in. We will not be able to live godly, peaceful life with, with all godliness because we got demons running the world. Yes, yes. all right. And, 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 and God wants us to learn how to speak some truths that's going to bring a change and a strategy that's going to really bring a change in our world instead of sticking to some kind of party. You were not born a Democrat nor a Republican. Yes, right. Forget the party. Yes. You are redeemed. Yes. And as a redeemed person and a new creation, born again, learn how to speak the language of your master. Yes. His name is our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Lord Jesus, Jehovah, yes. Yahweh, yes. Messiah. Yes. Speak his language so we can turn things around. Do you, re okay, Do you realize, have you, ever, have you guys noticed, and this just didn't happen, this happened before COVID even happened, but have you noticed how dark it is when it's dark? <laughs> okay, it's a darkness that is not coming because it's night. Have you realized that sometimes before four o'clock, it's already starting to get dark? That's right. Okay. Do y'all realize the times that we're in? See, we, we don't pay any attention. God, in Ecclesiastes, it says there's a time, a season, a reason for everything. And we need to be in tune to what is going on so we can pray adequately. Okay? Because God is sending the signs. And the fact that we're not in tune to the sign, it means because we're not in tune to him. Okay? We're too busy praying about these little petty things for that I want right now here. No, 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 no. I want eternal life. And, and, and I want peace while I'm on this side of heaven. Yes. It's going to take something far greater than a nice house, a nice car, nice income and clothes. Amen. Okay. Now, the question is, why is it dark over our universe? I tell you why. Because the light of Jesus has been put out. And the spirit of darkness, which is the Antichrist, is walking the earth. Why do I say the light of Jesus is put out? Because the light is through us. And we are up under the beds hiding, hibernating, staying safe. And there's no light reflecting in the earth. We're being cautious, careful, and using common sense. And I know people don't like my messages, but... When we should be shining. If the church isn't shining out the light of Jesus, where do you think the light is going to come from? The system of light is not good enough because the light was here before light bulbs and all that other electricity and all of that. When Jesus came on the scene, when God started his creation, he brought light. His light's supposed to shine through his children, his covenant children, the body of Christ. And if the light isn't shining, then it's going to be darkness. Because the only way the darkness dissipates is because the light comes on. But we need to come from up under the beds with our lights so that it can shine through. When you walk in the stores, even though those lights are on, it should be a brightness. Because yes. we walked in. I, let, let, let me tell you, this is not no regular kind of church stuff in, 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 in <laughs> traditional kind of preaching. I'm preaching God's kingdom. Yes. Yes. Okay? And so you need to have ears to hear and a heart to receive what the yes. Spirit of the Lord is saying. Because, yes. like I said, time out for gathering for church. That's Mm, mm, mm. It's only going to be a remnant of people. Amen. That's right. And those are the ones who have ears to hear. 
and a heart to receive what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to his churches right now. Okay? And if we don't hear and don't see, we we won't experience the third prophetic word called revival. Called revival. Revival is a renewal, renewed attention to or interest in something. Uh, Are you interested in Jesus? It's called restoration and a renewed religious entrance. Now, I don't like the word religion, but that came out of the dictionary. Okay. I don't like that word. It's called faith Christianity. Because guess what? Religion can be many things outside of these formed religions. Religion can be that you were raised up. I'm going to change this, switch it around. You was raised up as a Republican, and so that's how you vote no matter what. That's religion. And we all know that yeah. that don't hit most of us in here. <laughs> but religion, you don't have enough godly wisdom to examine the party to see if this is something I should continue to Or is God saying something different? Amen? Amen. Okay. We need a revival. We need to be renewed in our attention and interest in the Lord. We, We need a new life that exemplifies humility and a zeal to obey God. Now, since we're getting ready to enter into a new year, and a new year means something that is different of quality in nature, then we have to go in with a new expectation of ourselves, not of the Lord, of ourselves. Okay? It's, it, it's funny, when I looked, did some uh, uh, research on this, New Year's is one of, the, one, of the, uh, one of the holidays that most countries celebrate. A few don't, but most countries celebrate New Year. Isn't that interesting? Okay? Now, when, now I'm glad you're here because uh, looking at the numbers, I looked up, I couldn't find 20, but in looking up these numbers, I see a pattern, though. Uh, and in and, and this pattern is God. Twenty, twenty-one. Okay. Two means covenant on one accord. You know, in Genesis, Adam and Eve, two became one. Covenant. Okay. The two most important covenants that God created is the covenant we have with him and the covenant a husband and a wife, a man and a woman have. Okay. All right. All right. Now, one means wholeness and unity. The deity of God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost is one. That's deity, unity. Okay? This is why he says that the two becomes one. Okay? Because you don't do well when everybody got their own agenda and live in a different style but in the same house. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, 10 means completion. Okay. This is of God. So everything in this 2021 should be victorious for believers. Okay. Because we're in covenant with the Father. Yes. And completion. One with God. 2021. Now, before, la- before 2020 came in, at the end of 19, and I gave the prophetic word that the Lord had given me, and I said that his grace is going to come forth, and everybody was shouting and all, all excited. And I said, but what you need to realize is that for his grace to show up, there's got to be a problem. Yes. Nobody remembered that part. <laughs> all they remember is like, <laughs> okay. And, and as soon as that came up, I said, this is what you were talking about, Lord. Okay, because that his grace comes shows up when you have a need. His mercies are new every day, but grace comes up at a time of a need. Amen. So, to get what you want out of 2021, then you need to be examining yourself before the Lord 
and becoming who God said you're supposed to be. Now, I'm not talking about your purpose. Because, see, that's the problem. The church is all into about the gifts and, and, and what my spiritual gift is, Lord, and what my office is. Well, how, let's, you know, let's be about character. Amen. Let's kind of find out about what kind of character you're supposed to have. Let's, let's start from the foundation and work our way up. Because if you discover how your character is supposed to be, you don't have to worry about that gift. It would make room for you. Yes, it That's will. right. Amen. And, and you can't hold on to the gift and the position because your character can carry it. So if we've been focusing more on Jesus and how I appear to you, Lord. Fix me, Lord. Yes. I'm standing in the need of prayer. Some stuff we wouldn't even be involved in, but no, we want to operate and flow in the gifts. And we want to prophesy and all of this. Let me tell you, my personal opinion, prophecy is to know this word. And speak this word. That's the truth. That's the prophecy. As far as, as, far as what God is going to do, you can't handle it. <laughs> Spare me, Lord. Because <laughs> it's too heavy. If I had known in advance what he had in store for me, I wouldn't be here today. But he knew, he know more than I know because he just hit me. The next thing I know, I'm into something. I'm like, what? I don't even believe this. So we need to just walk each path with God. One path at a time, one step at a time, but keep our focus on him. And that my main concern is that I'm right with you, Lord. I'm pleasing you. And that's about my character, not about how many people and all of that, all of that kind of stuff is not going to help us at all. I want to live in eternity with the Lord, not eternity in hell. Amen. While I was here on this side of heaven, faking it, giving off an appearance of being something that I'm not. I know I'm not, but you don't know it. What a waste of time, what a waste of energy to have spent all my days pretending to be something or someone that I'm not. And fretting and worrying about how I appeal to other people and whether they're pleased or, or, or do I fit the mold. What a waste of life. Do you fit God's mold? Yes. Amen. That's what you focus on. Am I pleasing to you? Am I sending up a sweet smell in your nostrils, Lord, by what I think as well as what I do? Because when I see you, I want to hear the words, well done, my good and faithful servant. Not asking me about what what did you do with this and what did you do with that? See, don't be worrying about all those gifts because you have to answer about them. I believe God is speaking to the body of believers to come together with God on his accord with unity and oneness in the body. Free from the past, that's history, whole in the knowledge of who Jesus Christ is. So it's time for the church to repent, to be restored, come from the darkness into the light of Jesus. Darkness is more depravity and the absence of light. We have become too complacent and familiar with darkness Mm -hmm. to the point that we don't even know we're operating in darkness. See, abortions has been going on for years. And since we have just associated ourselves with the fact or the thing that people are saying today, and I'm not talking about the world. I've heard some church people say, It's a woman's right to abort. So since we've come so comfortable with that, then um, right is a new normal to us, the way the world is producing it and telling us. 
It is almost like a daily routine, just like getting up, getting dressed in the morning. It becomes so normal and secondhand. You see why God is upset? Okay, because this should not be coming from the body of Christ. Amen. So it's no longer a celebration of life, and that's what we're supposed to be doing. This is what this season denotes, life. Jesus was a baby. He came into the world as a baby. And the people were rejoicing because they knew this king had been born, the life. And, but yet we make a decision to kill his children, his seed, and think that it's okay because it's legal. Everything that they have made legal that is immoral, that we, the body of Christ, have been silent on and allowed it to happen. That's why our light has gone out. You're going to be broad-minded and all of that? Then don't complain when we have calamities and famines and things that come upon this world because they're just. Light brings joy. It brings peace, happiness, and openness, vision, and hope. That's what light does. And our priorities are all wrong and perverted. I know this isn't new. I know this has been going on. But, it's, but, but that's how our Father works. He has so much mercy. He gives us enough time to wake up yes. and to turn. Because yes. we should have picked up on this a long, long time ago. Now, some things came in with unaware, okay, because we're not in tune to God's seasons. Yes. But once your eyes open up to the fact that this is wrong, then it's, we need to take a stand, and we need to be doing things about it and not go along with it. Uh, You know, the attitude of that, that, you know, that's not my business, I'm gonna stay out of that. That's not the the, the, uh, kind of stand a believer is supposed to take. Really isn't. And I pray that we begin to step out and take the right kind of stand and not stay quiet and silent any longer because you know guess what you worrying about something happening to you Uh, we stay in this kind of chaos you're going to die anyway and then probably end up in hell somewhere well I'd rather take a stand and then go out with a bang (laughs) and live in eternity with Christ amen because the end is the end and it's coming and it just you got to make a determination which what kind of end you want okay because we were not put here to live forever so choose here this day whom you going to serve amen and change your priorities we need to ask God to forgive us about being prejudiced. All we ever talk about is is the white man. But we all are prejudiced, all of us. And we need to ask God to forgive us and to help us to come come from that spirit. Do you know that that is a spirit that's been put here to bring division and destruction? And we can't spend all of our lives uh, blaming and accusing about slavery and anything else because we will never rise above it as long as all we know to talk about is how our people were enslaved and how what the white man done and all of that that is history and we're supposed to grow and profit from history 
and God has given us what it takes to rise above the situation and soar and to become victorious, not to sit around and commiserate about what has happened and you have no vision for now. And the Bible says the people perish because they don't have a vision. You can't have a vision if you're going to stay in the past. You're still living back then. What is your vision today? How are you going to get out? I keep saying Martin Luther King meant for that mantle to be passed down, not to just to get up and speak, do that speech on his birthday. He wants us to pick up the mantle and keep it going and stop reveling in what has happened and the things that we're talking about this generation that has happened. It was to our ancestors. Now, what about the ones that are coming up now? What do they have look, to look forward to? Where's the vision? Where's the heritage that you're going to leave for them to pick up and keep on going? We do have a responsibility. The Bible says the young men have visions, the old men dream dreams. Okay? Well, our young people don't even have a vision because we've dropped the mantle. And we have not passed anything on to them for them to have hope to have a vision because you stopped dreaming. And when you, let me tell you, when you pass things down, you begin to teach them. You don't wait till they become a certain age and start imparting and teaching them about how to, to live life and, and to be a Christian. You do this when they're young, when, they're, when they can't even talk. You, you, you start imparting all of that into them, and you start imparting into them uh, character and how high standards and how to live. I'm not, I'm not just talking about the Bible, but I'm talking about overall, how, how to live and how to manage and how to do. You don't think because they become grown, they just automatically know how to do that? You didn't. And some of us, because the parents didn't tell you, you got it the wrong way and you've made mistakes and done all kinds of wrong things before you awaken and found out there's another way. Yeah. That's what we're going to have to answer when we see God. Yeah. You did not pave the way for the next generation because we feel so entitled about what has happened in the past. We're not entitled for nothing. Jesus took on everything that we deserve punishment for. Do he feel entitled? How can we be above the teacher? Amen. Okay, let me, I'm going to re read a song that I said I was going to close with. Uh, I, no, not a song, Isaiah 61. And I think this is a prophetic message uh, for us that may sum up what I attempted to do. Isaiah 61. Because nothing is new under the S-O-N. And what, you know, what we're facing, it was done many different ways and times in the Old Testament, but the Lord gave the Israelites encouragement to come out. Oh, let me give you this definition I have written down. Visions are divine revelation. The young people, visions are divine revelation, and dreams are thoughts visualized in sleep. Visions are divine revelation, and dreams are thoughts visualized in sleep. That means because you've gotten old, you don't stop thinking and hoping and wanting, and because you haven't, when you go to sleep, you get a visual. But when sleep is all about you sleeping, <laughs> you miss what God has in store. You know, no matter your age, there's things for you to do. There's things in lives that can be changed because of you. And it was meant for every living soul to be able to do that. It's not just for the five-fold ministry. Yeah. Amen. It's for every living soul. Yeah. 
to make a difference, to make a mark. Okay, I'm going to um, read this, this uh, chapter, and then I'm going to climax. And it's, in my Bible, it's titled, The Acceptable Year of the Lord. And this is, was, this is what Jesus did in Luke, I think it's Luke chapter 4, when he got up and announced. Right. Okay, he was fulfilling what was prophesied here in Isaiah 61. Oh, you see, he was fulfilling the vision. And that's prophecy. Amen. He says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord have anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He have sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prisons to them that are bound. Now that verse right there should give you some hope. Yeah. It actually summed up all that stuff I was just saying. Yeah. That the spirit of the Lord is here to make changes. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all that mourn. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. To give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That they might be called trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord that he might be glorified. Is he glorified with your light up under the bed? <laughs> and they shall build the old waste. They shall rise up the form of desolations, and they shall repair the waste cities, the desolations of many generations. Do you all hear that? Yes. So when I'm talking about the legacy, the heritage, and you're supposed to be leaving for your children, it's biblical. And strangers to stand and feed your flocks. <laughs> and the sons of the aliens should be your plowmen and your vine dressers. And in other words, your enemy become your footstool and they be doing for you and don't know why they have to do it. Don't know, don't know what motivated them to do it, but they're going to do it because thus says the Lord. But you shall be named the priest of the Lord. Men shall call you the ministers of our God. You shall eat the riches of the Gentile, and in their glory shall you boast yourself. Now, this word was given to for Jesus Christ, okay, the coming of Jesus Christ. But what you need to understand, we are his children or his wives or whatever. We come up under the same blessing that was pronounced on Jesus. We get it because we're in covenant with him, and we have inherited the blessings and the covenant that Jesus had. Do you understand that? Yes. He expects Amen. us to execute it in this universe. Amen. For your shame, you shall have double, and for confusion, they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their hand, in their land, they shall possess the double. Everlasting joy shall be unto them. For I, the Lord, love judgment. I hate robbery. For burnt offering, aha, and I will direct their work in truth, and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. In other words, he hates sacrifices that are made only out of the point of making a sacrifice to make some kind of impression. Your sacrifices stink in his nostrils when the motives are wrong. And their seed shall be known among the Gentiles and their offspring among the people. All that see them shall acknowledge them that they are the seed which the Lord have blessed. Amen. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. He hath covered me with the robe of righteousness as a bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments and as a bride adorneth herself with her jewels. For as the earth bringeth forth her bud and as the garden causes the things that are sown in it to spring forth, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all the nations. Amen. 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 Bless the Lord. Yes. Bless the Lord, bless the Lord, bless the yes. Lord. Hallelujah. We will make it because we are believers. Amen. Because we've been saved by the blood of Jesus. We will make it. Amen. 
But if you are not saved, if you have not come to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, there's no guarantee what you're going to do. The blood, there's power in the blood. The blood makes the difference. And if you have not received Jesus because of his blood, I don't care what your God's name is, he couldn't shed any, or she couldn't shed any blood for you. And if she did or he could, the blood is not purified enough to do nothing for you. Only the blood of Jesus can redeem you. And if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I don't care what your God's name is, you are not saved. You are lost and you will never prosper in the way that he would have you to prosper because you are celebrating and serving the wrong God. Amen. In your good works, your high morals can't save you. Amen. Your contacts can't save you. Amen. Only the blood of Jesus. Yes. Only the blood of Jesus. Yes. And if you don't know him, you can right now. And if you thought you knew him and you have been awakened to realize that you don't, you can right now by just simply making the confession and repeat after me, Dear Heavenly Father, I am a sinner. I come to you because I believe that Jesus Christ died for me, shed his blood for me, for me to be saved. I accept the gift of salvation because I believe in his death, burial, and resurrection. So God, I thank you for saving me this day. In Jesus' name, amen. And praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm going to do the benediction. Okay, that's what I'm supposed to do, and then we're going to worship out. Okay, praise the Lord. Oh, glory, glory, glory. Okay, let me do a, a little quick benediction over you. And, and, and also, I pray that you will um, be safe as you travel. That's why we wanted to get you out before the end of, the, uh, the end of this year and get home, do what you need to do. So I'm praying traveling mercies over everyone as you go, and I thank you, Lord, for the ministry and angels you have assigned to every form of, uh, of um, transportation that will be used in order for them to get home, that they will go home and find their home safe, just as they have left it, where they can rest and have peace in it in the name of Jesus. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Happy New Year. <laughs>